welcome back to Brookwood Ministries for another episode of our Young Adults Podcast. This episode, we're continuing in our short series for young adults, single and married, who are seeking wisdom about marriage and relationships. Our prayer for you is that through this series, you can come to see Jesus more clearly in your marriage or as you're seeking marriage. Welcome back to the Brookwood Church Ministries podcast. I'm David Wildman, and today I've got Josh Taylor. That's me. And Lauren Taylor. Hi. And my wife, Sarah, here. Hello. Hello. Um, Josh and Lauren uh, are actually young adults that are married, so we're... It is possible. (laughs) It's possible. You too. (laughs) You too can do this. We're uh, continuing our conversation on marriage. So Josh and Lauren, if you guys can, in three minutes, that's the goal, three minutes to tell your story, how you guys met, dating, engagement, and married. All right. Who's going first? I feel like you should start this. <laughs> Long They're ago. pickering my married couples. No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I just feel like I always start it, and I want to hear his side. Uh, six years ago, coming up on... Um, I came back from uh, some schooling in Nashville and moved back in with my parents in Greenville, uh, where I ran into uh, Lauren, who I went to high school with. Um, she was a grade younger than me, and we kind of sort of hit it off, and I felt like there were some good things going on and some good potentials good there. Um, so I tried to date her, and she tried as much as possible to not let that happen, and that's, that's my side of the story. <laughs> Absolutely true. You agree with that? 100% yes. Um, And it wasn't your fault. No, all of that is true. To be clear. I totally did not want him. No, no. Gosh, that sounds bad. No, it wasn't his fault. Here's the thing. I was in high school. I was a senior Uh in high school. I was about to leave for college. And I had made it through high school without dating anyone, which at that point I wore like a badge of honor. All right. Um, The first three years of high school did not feel like that. Similar to really? you, so we got two in the in the studio yeah, that are yes. the same. But I didn't make it. So here's what I happened. Didn't know. I know I was so close. I made it till March of my senior year of high school, and she Josh, like Taylor, one month left. Josh Taylor. Yeah, Josh really Taylor did. comes swinging in, and swinging. I we go on like sliding into your DMs. Yeah. <laughs> there were no DMs at this point. No, no. Um, and I. <laughs> But in March of my senior year of high school, I agreed to be his girlfriend. Anyways, go ahead. Um, So I stayed here and I worked at Brookwood while she was going through college. And then after, well, no, before you you graduated, we we went ahead and uh, pulled the trigger and got married as quickly as possible. Yeah, I got married (laughs) December of my senior year of college. No regrets. Yeah. I, everyone was very skeptical at the time. Yeah. No regrets. No re- we, had, we had an agree. I had a long-term agreement with her dad that we wouldn't get married until she had graduated college because graduating college okay. is a really big deal for her family. Yeah. Um, and so it was it was a big deal when I went to him and said, "Hey, can we get married uh, now in December instead <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of later?" Uh, and he's like, "I guess." And, we're and this like, was yeah. three months before. Yeah. So we decided to move the wedding up. It was either beginning of August or beginning of September. I don't remember at this point. Okay. And we got married that December. Nice. Yeah. In 2017. Yep. December 9th, 2017. Very nice. 
there you go. There you go. Yeah. And how long are you ma- have you been married now? Coming up on two? Yep, coming up on two. Two years. Yeah. So you're through the honeymoon phase. Are you're we out though? of that year? I mean, I never liked year. that phrase anyway, so yeah. Honeymoon phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so your first full year of actual marriage, non-honeymoon phase How's that been? Much better than the first. Much better than the first? I won't okay. even say the first is bad. I just really enjoyed the second. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I would agree. I agree. Yeah, we're on good. the same page. Always agree with the one. <laughs> I would have said the same thing. <laughs> that's good. That's the, that's the interesting. That's good information to know, though. So is the it gets better as you go. Yeah. In our experience, absolutely. Yes. I never liked the phrase honeymoon phase because people would come up and be like, oh, you'll get over that. Mm-hmm. You won't like yeah. him as much in 10 years, and which I always thought was kind of rude yeah. and not good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's also a little bit of that projecting advice. on yeah. their end. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I like kind of proclaiming, oh, it gets better, at least in our experience. Yeah. I think figuring out how to live together and to just function as a unit yeah. rather than two separate entities. Yeah. Like what I do affects him directly yeah. now and vice versa. Yeah. And I think it takes time to get used to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to switch over to my wife here, Sarah, and she's going to tell our story and we're going to see if it matches up with the first um, episode with the engaged couple because I kind of shared our story in that one. Let's see if we're on the same page. (laughs) No no pressure whatsoever. No pressure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, ours is, our story is a little different um we knew each other in high school he's two years younger than me mm-hmm. and our families hung out I'd known David since I was probably in elementary school yeah and side note I was best friends with his sister yep. who is my age so we went through you know schooling went through high school and I went through college, graduated college. About a year after I graduated from college, I was living in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And my mom loved to try and get me matched up with people. She wanted to be a matchmaker. <laughs> and no, it was not it's just needless to say, I didn't like it. But anyway, she w- gave my number to David's best friend. Yep. And, um, she, his best friend was getting ready to leave for the ar- or for the Navy, Navy right? Yeah, the Navy. And he's like, uh, "What am I going to do with this? I, I, I'm not going to use it." So he gives it to David. And on a side note, I had no idea that in high school, David actually had a crush on me. I had no yeah. idea. I mean, we never You're talked. The senior cheerleader, varsity cheerleader. Of course, I'm going to have a crush on you. And by the way, I do not like that term. I prefer not to use the senior cheerleader term. But anyway, um, so he calls, and I was working at a retail store up in Fort Wayne, and I was sitting with one of my friends at my apartment, and I'm like, oh, what the heck? Might as well. Might as well go on a date with them. One date led to two, two to three. Three months down the road, we were engaged, and less than a year later, we were married. Yeah. I love years. that timeline. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Can we I mean, go back? And granted, we were 
We were older. We were yeah. 25 and 23. Yeah, when we got married. When we got married, we were 25 and 23. Old-ish. Older. Older. And yeah. um, the other part was is our families had grown up together. So there was no awkward, like, no, like, awkwardness of meeting the in-laws and I'm pretty sure when we started dating, his sisters mm-hmm. already had us married. Yeah. Like, I remember them saying, so why don't you two just get married? Like, they had yeah. already had us walking <laughs> down the aisle and married, oh, yeah. pretty much. They had their daughters already fitted for dresses uh-huh. for flower girls <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, the ring bearers, the boys. Yeah, it was all, it was already planned before we knew it. was a little subtle it. hint. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I believe that matched for the most part so uh as far as the timeline we'll goes, go back and review. Timeline, we'll yes. go back and review we'll talk about deep feelings later <laughs> yeah we'll have that discussion later um so what i want to ask you guys and the same thing that we've been asking everybody that we've been interviewing through this marriage podcast for young adults is uh we have a statement and we kind of want you guys to respond to that. So you guys are going to be responding from a young adult's married standpoint. So we had young adults engaged. You guys are young adults married. And we had um, Jess, Jessica and Jacob Russo, who are post-young adults with family. That will be Sarah and I, too, that are going to be kind of responding to that. So it will be unique that we get to kind of get your guys' responses and our responses in this same episode. So the statement we have for you guys is marriage is not the goal. Christ is. And as young adults married, what kind of give us your perspective on before marriage. What were your thoughts on that statement? Mm. And now that you've been married mm. two years has that changed or is it the same? I think for me, my answer hasn't changed. It's just gotten stronger. I remember Josh Masters had us sit down before we got married. Josh Masters married us. Josh Masters is the care pastor pastor. or the associate care pastor. Associate care pastor at Brooklyn. (laughs) I do have a question before you get started. Yeah. Did Mm -hmm. Josh Masters wear the bat outfit at your wedding? Unfortunately not. It was snowing. It would have been a little too cold for that. <laughs> that would also, have been awesome. <laughs> on the sheet of paper where you go through and you fill out yeah. what you want him to do, there's actually like a cost addition for having that. So oh, we just really? couldn't afford that option. Uh, yeah. but, we were out of money. Pastor. Yeah. But somebody else that wants uh, Josh Masters, I mean, yes, the bat pastor the to marry them may be able to so uh, if, if they can put that in their budget. For those that are listening and don't know Josh Masters, um, Josh Masters has this, uh, I don't want to say alter ego. It totally is, though. But it is the alter He is the bat pastor. You can look this up. It is a real thing. It's amazing. It's his amazing. Twitter handle. It's his Twitter handle. He, he yeah. goes to Comic-Con dressed Con- as the bat yes, pastor. It's amazing. Ba- it is awesome. So uh, go check that out. And it was so fun. But he married us, and he had to sit down, and he had us answer these questions that he could put into our vows. Yeah. And one of the questions was, essentially what you're asking like how what is the goal of your marriage yeah and more than that like what is the goal of your life together yeah and I think Josh and I both answered very similarly using different words because we both individually wrote out our answers but our answers were essentially the goal of life is Christ therefore the goal of marriage is to know Christ better through marriage yeah and I think being married has taught me so much more about 
how God loves us and how God forgives us because that unconditional love and forgiveness has to be present in a marriage. Yeah. And until you have to do that towards another person, yeah. you won't understand the way that God loves you yeah. or forgives you. Yeah. It's just, it's different because I know like you understand the child parent relationship because you grow up, you have parents, but until you're married and in that very intimate relationship where whatever that other person does affects you and you have to love them and forgive them because you promise to be with them forever, no matter like whatever they do, that's essentially what Christ has done for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but his sacrifice means that we're forgiven and we have no right to hold those sins or any trespasses against us. Yeah. So if Josh messes up, I can't hold it against him and vice versa. Yeah. I just ditto everything that Lauren just said. I'm in, I'm totally in agreement of that. I feel like we both had a very um, similar mindset going into marriage about uh, what to expect and uh, the difficulties we would run into. And of course, all that stuff kind of took different shape because everybody's a different person and you're going to experience stuff differently than how other people do. But for the most part, um, the world and other Christians had done a great job of preparing us for all of the the garbage that we would go through, especially yeah. our first year. Um, and I don't remember who, I don't remember where this came from. You're, you're good at quotes. You probably remember I'll try this my more best. than I do. But something that had a, a big impact on me as we were preparing for uh, getting married and going into marriage is this quote that I heard or read somewhere that said, um, when two people get married, like they function as a one and yep. they have twice as much ability to do good and bad. Yeah. So like when you're married, uh, the actions that you commit to can either have a twice as much of a good of effect yeah. on the world or they can have a negative effect on the world. And so yeah. you have more power and therefore more responsibility when you're yeah. connected to another person because uh, you're going to affect the person that you're attached to. You're going to affect your family. You're going to mm-hmm. affect the people around you that look up to you. You're going to affect your peers. It's just, it's a lot of responsibility. Um, but at the same time, if you're being led by Christ into marriage, then it's something that he's already prepared you for. Yeah. It's something that you can accomplish. Yeah. I like the point that you brought up um, that the world, the, or the, the, not the world, the, the people around you, and other Christians prepared you guys for that, for marriage. And I think that's a huge, huge piece to the puzzle of getting to marriage is preparation and having that solid group of people around you that can help you get or be prepared for that next step. Because that's, I always, whenever I meet with um, anyone, we're talking about marriage. I always say, if you think it's hard now, marriage only makes whatever it is even more difficult. It does not make it easier. Marriage is not an easy step. Um, and to not just, I don't say that and to discourage people, it's, you know, bring a little bit of reality into it is, you know, well, our relationship's a little on the rocks. You know, I think marriage is the good thing. That'll bring us together together. And it's like, if you don't have it together now, marriage is not going to, mm-hmm. you know, bring that that together. So you, you fix it now and go into marriage better prepared kind of thing. So uh, so that I, I love that point that you brought up. And first off, the, or 
you guys, I wish I would have had your guys' same mindset when I was your guys' age coming into marriage because I was not thinking that way. So my hat's off to you guys for, one, being young adults and also being that prepared and surrounded by people. Um, not to say that Sarah and I didn't have that together or anything, but I always kind of, I look back on ours and wish I, we would have had that that group of people around us mm-hmm. preparing yeah. us better. And by so. no means are we like the perfect example of how to do stuff. <laughs> Not at all. There's, sure it's, you are. It's all, it's all, it's all <laughs> yeah. a spectrum and I'm already yeah. to the point to where like I can look back and be like, I could have done a, a yeah. thousand yeah. things. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were 21 and 22 when we got married. Yeah. No one is going to say I arrived at yeah. 21 and 22. Yeah. <laughs> and I think... Here I am. Peak yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> My, I have... I can hit cruise control for the yeah, next exactly. 80 years. <laughs> and I think... That's another reason why year two has been, I'm going to use the term better than year one. Maybe easier. That might be, I don't know. Both of those are good terms. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's just because (laughs) year one wasn't bad at all. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of growth to do. Yeah. And growth hurts. Yeah. And it was people coming alongside both of us and saying, you need to stop being prideful. Yeah. You need to stop being selfish. You need to be praying for your spouse. You need to be apologizing to them. You need to Mm -hmm. be forgiving them. Yep. And if I personally didn't have those people coming into my life and giving me some tough love, I don't think we'd be where we're at right now. Yeah. It's dying to yourself in in every way and meeting the, the person where they're at and taking your extreme and their extreme and growing closer to the center. That's a very visual explanation that I just did with my yeah. hands for an audio yeah. medium. I but liked it. Just imagine me with my two hands imagine stretched out and squeezing together. together. But it is compromise. Yeah. 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 And, and we've noticed that we take on the, the better traits of each other as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I call when I say something that's mildly more confident mm-hmm. than I normally am. I'm like, that's a Josh Taylorism. <laughs> Josh Taylorism. Oh. Okay, so shifting a little bit here, we're going to go to the uh, post-young adults, uh, Sarah and I, here, and we're going to respond to that. Um, I'll let my wife go first, ladies first. No pressure. They kind of knocked it out of the park here, so go for it. Going into marriage, I I mean, I had a great example of what a God-centered marriage was and is through, I mean, even back through my grandparents on my mom's side. I can't speak enough volumes about them. And then my parents were a great example as well. I remember, you know, going through high school and going through college, and I was that one in college that I went to a a small Christian college where I don't know if you've ever heard of this term ring by spring or your money back. That was North Greenville. Are you two the same person? I've never heard that one. Ring by spring of your junior year or money back. We were very specific. They had to get on it. All right. Well, (laughs) the administration was in on it too. (laughs) Day one, I walked around in the Now the administration was not in on this one, but it was a common thing at this college. You were a lot of, girls went for rain by spring. I was not one of them. I wanted to make it a point to get out of college without a boyfriend, without a prospect, without a ring, without any of it. Oh my gosh, you're the same person. And (laughs) I went for my MRS degree. (laughs) 
I, you know, I just, because I was, I grew up a very independent person mm-hmm. and I also knew one of the biggest things, whether or not I, I lived like a Christian throughout high school, but one of the biggest things that I was not willing to compromise on when it came to the point of getting married and finding that person to spend the rest of your life with, the one thing I was not going to compromise on was my beliefs. They had to have the same beliefs as me. They had to have a a relationship with Christ. Even though sometimes I probably, people would question it in my life, that was one thing that I was unwilling to compromise on. And I, I... I credit my parents and my grandparents for instilling that into me as I grew up on how important that one thing is. Waiting a year after I was out of college only made that desire more at the forefront. And I met David and I knew he came from a Christian home. I knew he knew God. I'm I asked him flat That's, out. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> knew, it was our third. I knew of him. I was not following him at the time. <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> right out of the gate, I just asked him if he was a man of God. I just flat out asked him. And I think it took him off guard. Um, yeah, I totally lied. <laughs> Said yes to get the next date. So. Um, anyway, but fast forward into our marriage, we had a rocky first year of marriage. Mm-hmm. Not relationship-wise, not between the two of us, but with outside family. So much that we've had numerous people pretty much say, I'm surprised you two are still married after what we had gone through. Mm. Um, But something that should have torn two people apart actually bonded us in... in Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I can't describe it. It just, and it made us really evaluate, do we have a God-centered marriage? Yeah. And that's really, that first year of marriage is really when we put God at the center. And little did we know that he was actually preparing us for more struggles Mm. down the road. Mm Yeah. And struggles that were, yeah. You can share if you want. I mean, <laughs> I mean strugg- first year of marriage, I got fired by my family. My dad took me to lunch and fired me from the family business, and that created five years of turmoil in our family and us against them, and it was just it was rough. And so we really had to, instead of it splitting us, we, had, we came together and just— It bonded us yeah. in such a way that I— I can't yeah. describe it. Yeah, it we was just just clung, to, or clung. We to literally each other. clung to each other. Yeah, is that the right? Because that's term? all we had. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's we had each other, and we just kept turning to Christ and relying on Him and relying on each other for the next steps. And and then we got out of that. We felt like okay, we're out of the woods. You know, we're going in a right direction here. And then uh, we decided, okay, it's you know, we want to start a family now. Mm. And what was a year into that we found out uh we're unable to have kids Mm. and so that just rocked our world it's like okay well we get out of one thing i mean after test after test after poking and 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 (laughs) everything yeah so it was to find uh, out that 
it was a long journey, but the beauty in it again is Christ and his, he has bigger picture, bigger plans for us. And he brought along our daughter and we, we always say, because we went the adoption route, um, we say she saved us. We did not save her, but yeah, she's, uh, so we're, we're a mixed family. So she is African-American, um, biracial family, biracial, sorry. Um, it's kind of one of those, um, unique situations in that she, she fits perfect for who we are. Mm -hmm. You know, we come from a family that kind of, we always feel like we're on the outside. I'm not knocking my family. I love my family, but we always <laughs> felt like we were just kind of not a part of it. You know, it's hard to be a part of it when you're not, you know, everybody yeah. works for the family business and we don't. So mm-hmm. we have a different story. And so she has a different story. So it's kind of like, we're all just made for each other. The three of us <laughs> kind of thing. So, so that's our, sorry, I kind of took over, but no, that's, that's the okay. But short it, I mean, version of it's it. a short version, but it, it just, but back to your question, mm-hmm. if it hadn't been for putting God at the center of all of this, we probably would not be where we are today. Yeah. And it, and it goes back to the importance of like Josh and Lauren said, having those people around you, but also teaching you to put God at the center of a marriage because it's not easy. It's, it's hard. It's compromise. It's figuring each other out. And if it's not one thing, it's going to be the next thing. And for the young adults that start out in marriage, this is the beginning and you can get through this, but then you have to look forward. Okay. Things are going to change when you have kids. And if you don't have Christ at the center, it's going to be different on how you handle that. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, what you brought up, um, through the one thing that you were not going to give up on and that was God. I want to make sure that I am dating and, you know, um, married to a person that has the same beliefs as I do. Um, and I think the young adult engaged couple spoke to this point that that was a key thing for them as they started dating, that Christ needs to be at the center of our dating relationship. And so they were starting there with that. And I th- that's just, I think that's a great bit of advice for anybody, any young adults or anyone that's listening to this right now that's single is, you know, don't, don't give up on that. You're that one thing. Don't give up on Christ being the center of the other person's life too. Cause I'm sure you guys have all heard this or interacted with somebody that says, no, I'm going to save them. They're oh, not, no. they're not saved, but I'm saved. We're going to start dating. I'm going to save them. Sometimes it does work, uh, but other times it ends horribly. And you, mm-hmm. you see that. And you guys spoke to this too. Josh and Lauren spoke to this, that, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta be together in this. And if your beliefs are, you know, butting heads, so to speak, then it's going to make for a rough, rough relationship, a rough go of it. So yeah. Missionary dating is never missionary a good idea. Dating. That's have you not heard that I have before? Not heard that I love one. that. Term. Yeah, missionary, missionary dating. dating. Oh um, man, fishing for men. Yeah, you know what? 
You see what the good Lord made, you appreciate it, you go fishing. But yeah. don't do missionary dating. Don't yes. do missionary dating. Yeah. Wow. So when you go in, you're like, I can save him. It's that whole complex. Like, yes, yeah. Please don't. Um, that is so awesome. I'm so stealing that. You had a question. So, yes, the next question is, what's one piece of advice that you can give to singles, engaged couple, and young adult married couples that are listening right now from you guys? From a guy's standpoint and a girl's standpoint, let's do it that way. Um, I think I already said this before, but I love being a broken record anyway. But make sure that you have um, somebody who is in the life stage that you want to be and yeah. uh, that they're in a position to where they can encourage you spiritually uh, and pull you into that place yep. with them. So if you're a single guy and you want to get married, like make sure that you have uh, a married couple, another man who is married, um, who can encourage you spiritually and help pull you in the direction of making good life decisions. Yeah. Like, I'm, that's, I mean, that's big no matter what phase of life you're in. Yeah. So, like, if you're, like, Lauren and I are in a position similarly to where we're, we're thinking, hey, we should probably start thinking about starting a family now. And so yeah. it's important for us to make sure that we're um, not necessarily surrounded by, but at least that we have a couple who is already in that life stage that yeah. can help support us as we're heading in that direction. Yep. Lauren? I, I don't think mine's going to be as concise. That was beautiful, and I 100% <laughs> agree. I think... Bring the wisdom. Well, girls are so interesting because we're very complex. But at <laughs> the same totally time... My wife totally with you. Sarah's, yeah. Sarah's digging I mean, and we all have different similar. backgrounds, and I'm just going to give the advice that I wish someone would have given me. Perfect. So, at, what, at what stage? I mean, single. Like, okay. when I was single, and I was... Wondering where was my man? Did God forget me? Where was my man? Where? <laughs> I feel like. Yes. Where was I mean, my man? I mean, that's a valid thing. I mean, I have so many conversations with women of all different ages. Yeah. And a common theme, if they're single, is when is God going to bring my good Christian man? Mm -hmm. And Lord willing, he will. Yeah. Because I think that's a blessing. Yeah. But at the same time, to the single girl, who may or may not be searching for a good Christian man, you are loved and valued and worth so much apart from a man. Mm, yeah. And you need to make sure that you're enjoying your life with Christ yes. before you attach yourself to another human being. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> and, and I don't think I understood that. I mean, I started dating Josh when I was 17, and I had the worst self-confidence of anyone you would have known. And that shouldn't have been the case. And it caused a lot of problems for Josh and I early yeah. on in our dating career. And I just feel like if I could have walked into a relationship knowing that I am loved, valued, and worth taking care of, and that God does all of those things for me, yeah. I wouldn't have looked to Josh to fulfill a lot of those needs that got us into a lot of bad places. Yeah. So that's my advice to single women. That's awesome. And I mean, even if you don't want a man, you're still loved, yeah. valued, and worth it. Yeah. So. God loves you. Yeah. And then. Rest assured in that. For engaged couples, uh, specifically on the women's side, learn as much as you can. Find a woman who has a marriage that you would want your marriage to look like. Yeah. Um, for me, my parents separated when I was really young. And so I couldn't look to my parents' marriage and say, yeah. I want that. But I did have a couple 
actually a few couples where I could look at and say, I would want my marriage to look like that. Yeah. And I would go and I would sit at this woman's house and I would just say, how do you do this? Yeah. And she was a blessing and was honest with me. Yeah. And it wasn't always pretty and it wasn't always fun for me to hear because it was some tough love sometimes. Yeah. But it was also this is possible with God and it's not always going to be pretty and it's not always going to be easy. But if you continually learn how to die to yourself, yeah, then a marriage can work. And I think just having that example and having that advice and you taking ownership of your relationship enough to go and look for that good advice yeah, is one of the best pieces of advice that I could ever give to yeah. someone who's engaged. Also, make your engagement short. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> Amen. Don't make it five-year engagement. <laughs> no, set yourself out. up for success. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know where we're at on this in here, but purity <laughs> is so hard when you're engaged. Yeah. And if you have a five-year-long mm-hmm. engagement, that's just going to make everything harder on everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways. For a lot of couples. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's a, that's, true. That's a case-for-case case basis. Yeah. We, we've had, we had some friends who were engaged for three years. And they're and fine. They, and they were fine. And we're like, yeah. how? <laughs> <laughs> how in the world do you make it three yeah, years? But, yeah, but, but if, if you're listening and you know you're going to be one of those couples that are going to struggle, don't have a year-long engagement. No. Just get married in three months like yeah, we did. Yeah. It's a bad idea. It's Walk fine. down to the courthouse. Yeah. No, parents, I can plan a wedding in three months. Yeah, I parents, get it. Hire Lauren. She'll plan your wedding yeah. in three months. Please. There you go. We've done, we've done it twice. We've done it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Planned two weddings. It's fine. Uh, um, from a marriage standpoint, young adult married yeah. standpoint, ladies. Oh, um, find a support system and find other yeah. married women that are around your age that don't gossip about your man. Yeah. Because one of the biggest issues within marriages as far as the woman's side goes is talking poorly about your husband okay. and under the guise of venting. Yeah. Don't do that. You need to be praying about it first and then maybe talking to a mentor who's going to give you some tough love. Yeah. But do not get yourself in a place where you and your friends just sit around and talk yeah. badly about your husband. Yeah. And don't allow it. Like, just don't even let that be something that you allow yourself yeah. to start. That's awesome. Yeah. Such good advice. All right. I'll leave it to Sarah again. Well, my first thing is to the single women, I I might to be all a little the single ladies. Yeah, I might <laughs> my take might <laughs> be a little bit different because I grew up, and I think David can agree with me on this. Even now, I grew up a very independent person. Mm-hmm. I mean, through I didn't have a mentor growing up through high school and college, but I was taught to be independent and that you don't need a boyfriend to make your life Mm -hmm. meaningful. And I took that very seriously. And I took that very seriously through high school. I took that very seriously through college and even out of college because I, I was taught a man doesn't make you who you are Mm. and you need to go find who you are first mm-hmm. before you go get yourself attached to a guy. Mm-hmm. Because the first thing my thought was is I don't want to pick up the traits of this guy. If I don't know who I am, mm. how am I going to date this guy? I'm just yeah. going to agree with everything he says. I'm yeah. just going to do whatever he wants. Like, no. You need 
for all the single women, hey, it's okay to go out of college single. Yeah. I just I want every young adult mm-hmm. woman to understand that. You it can is, always go back to college and get your MRS degree. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> funny. But it is okay to come out of college yeah. single. Yeah. It might be the best option for you. Go take your year. Go work. Go, you know, find yourself and attach yourself to an older Christian woman who is married that can teach into you and instill in you the value mm-hmm. that you have as a woman. Yeah. Um, for the newly engaged young adults, I agree with everything Lauren said. Um, mm-hmm. Make it a quick engagement if you want to. Don't, don't like the purity yeah. issue. Don't leave that hanging. Success. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't like, don't make that because it's hard. Yeah. Engaged, it is hard. Yeah. Because you know, you're almost you're almost there, and you want like what it's about. Not that that's what it's about, but it's the desire is there. Yeah. So guess like like Lauren said, set your set yourself up for success. Don't you know? Short engagements are great, Mm -hmm. and for the engaged couple. I know this is cliche, but get your premarital counseling. Yeah. It does wonders. See it Doug really... Wildman at Brookwood, <laughs> our marriage pastor. Doug.wildman uh, at brookwoodchurch.org. I mean, it, it does wonders. It really does do a lot for engaged yes. couples. Um, and to the young married young adults, uh, just remember the word compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please remember the word compromise. Hug it out. Hug it out. We have that. <laughs> we that's do. That's our rule. That's our rule. We, we hug can, it out. We argue, but we have to eventually give we it up to, and walk over that. and hug each other. Right, can we do that? Yeah, we're <laughs> talking. <laughs> <laughs> that you can't argue with someone that you, you just hugged. <laughs> no, you can't. It's true. It's I'm, hard to be mad And that's that. Lauren's love language, so it immediately yeah. heals that relationship. Yeah, there you go. Mine will have to be acts of service, so you'll have to like bake me something. <laughs> I like baking. There you go. <laughs> I find comfort at the bottom of this <laughs> pan. <laughs> I find comfort at the bottom of the pan. <laughs> Sorry. No, okay. it's okay. It's young adult women looking to start a family. I don't know if I'm the best person. Yes, you are. Because you're a great mom. As a woman, you know, I, as a woman who has done it differently than most, mm-hmm. um, don't don't get caught up with thinking it has to be done a certain way mm-hmm. um, because not everybody will become a mom the traditional way mm-hmm. and yeah. that's okay and if you ever get to the point where it can't be the traditional way God doesn't look at you less mm-hmm. God doesn't punish you God it, it it has nothing to do with your relationship with God. It has nothing to do with anything that he has done to you or punishing you for. Mm-hmm. It is just not God's story for you. Yeah. Is to do it is is having to go through mm-hmm. a tradi- traditional and everybody God has picked everybody for certain things and for my for our story and mostly mainly personal story. Yeah. It was different and mm-hmm. God brought me to a point that I was okay with it mm-hmm. and that he brought me to that point where mm-hmm. it's like, Sarah, this ain't going to happen. And in all honesty, 
when you look back at it, I was fine. Yeah. I mean, I had people chirping in my ear that <laughs> I was supposed to do it this way, that yeah. I'm missing out on this whole nine month pregnancy thing. And I'm sitting here looking at them thinking, well, guess what? I'm not going to gain 60 pounds and have to lose <laughs> it. So I'm pretty sure I'm okay on that side. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's such bad advice. Such. I'm so sorry yeah. that anyone ever told you that. I, yeah. I had friends that literally would take me to lunch and tell me, you're making a mistake that for not so doing ugly. this, mm-hmm. this, and this. And, you know, I mean. That is called gatekeeping. <laughs> Have we talked about gatekeeping? No. Go for it. What is gatekeeping? What's gatekeeping? Gatekeeping is when there's like a percentage of people that say that there's only one way to do blank. And, no. that, they, and that I represent yeah. the one way to do the yeah. thing. Yeah. No, there's not only one way yeah. to do blank. I no. think your story is absolutely beautiful. Thank well, you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, and I don't think that women who have fertility issues talk about it enough mm-hmm. you know i when we went through it i did not talk about it but to the young moms each it's a stage of life yeah it's the new there's the newborn stage mm-hmm. there's it, it, each section of life with a kid is is going to be different and you have to take it as you go yeah um and the one thing that I wish I would have done as a young mom was let people help me. Mm-hmm. I didn't let people help me. Mm-hmm. And I paid dearly for that. Yeah. Um, and that just if someone offers to hold your baby, if someone offers to come over and sit for two hours, you can go sleep. Let them do it. <laughs> if someone offers to clean your house, let them do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. If someone offers to go to the grocery store for you because you were up all night with your child, let them do it. Yep. It is, it is okay. Mm-hmm. And yes, you will get through this, I promise. Yeah. The sleepless <laughs> nights will go away, I promise Eventually you. Eventually they do go away. Eventually yeah. they do go away, and you have a beautiful five-year-old that pretty much yeah. is amazing and runs along with you. You know, it does things you want to do, wants to look like mommy, wants to go yeah. biking with daddy, wants to do mommy and daddy things. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the young adults and anybody that's listening to this right now, I think there's just so much wisdom and so much stuff that you can take out of this. So um, listen and then re-listen to this episode because I think there was just, there was so much that ties all the episodes together on this topic of marriage. It really kind of pulls in everything that the engaged couple was saying, what Jessica and Jacob Russo were saying. It just really kind of buttons it up nicely. So um, if you're a young adult, if you're looking for a way to connect, grow, um, and just be a part of a community, then I want to encourage you to check out Brookwood Young Adults. Uh, You can find us on Instagram at Brookwood Young Adults. You can email david.wildman, wildman, W-I-L-D-M-A-N, at brookwoodchurch.org, or call me at 864-688-8289. I want to thank you guys for being here. Thank you to my wife for being a part of this. So Thanks for letting uh, us be a part of the yeah. crazy. Yeah, thank you. The crazy, yeah. <laughs> yes. The crazy. All right, well, let's pray, and we'll close this out. Uh, Lord, we just want to thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing in our lives um, through singleness, engagement, and in our marriages. And just the more we uh, get to know you, the more we know ourselves. Uh, We know each other as 
our, as we come together. Um, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for Josh and Lauren coming in and just sharing sharing all their their heart here today um, about marriage and as a young adult. And I want to thank my wife for being here today too and just opening up and sharing on just the process of from dating to engagement to married to starting a family. Um, we just thank you. Amen. 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 And with that, we have completed our series on marriage and relationships. If you have any questions at all about this topic that you would like to ask us, we are planning on having a question and response episode later down the line where we will go through your best questions and answer them on the next podcast. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Reach out to us by emailing david at davidwildman, W-I-L-D-M-A-N, at brookwoodchurch.org, or you can call him at 864-688-8289. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next time. felt like Hunter. Yeah. It felt like her mic was like way better than everybody else's or we all just that. Her voice projected so much better. Like she needs to be the voice of this thing. Like she has Hunter. The, yeah. She, had, vo- she has a good like um very constant like volume to her yeah. voice when she talks. Yeah. And like you and Dylan will Hello. like kind of start off like, yeah, hey, you know, we're really excited to do this. And then by the end of it, you're like, yeah, well, I'm just, I'm, we're really excited to. <laughs> to wrap this up and move on. We'll Let's see get this over. Right? Get out of here. And Hunter's just like, yeah, I every time. I every time <laughs> she is. Yeah, she goes that right to that me. pitch. <laughs>